0: Inside sources. Inside, Inside sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside sources on KSL News Radio.
1: Well, the big headline today, of course, is President Joe Biden unveiled his budget plan for 2024. Also had a big speech in Pennsylvania today. And the question beyond the headline is this good policy? Is this bumper sticker politics? Or both? Or neither? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we try to get past the headlines of all of this, uh, and we did break down earlier in the show, a lot of the rhetoric that the president used in his speech, uh, which really turned into a campaign speech, I think he used MAGA Republicans uh, 467 times in the course of a very long hour (laughs) Hour plus speech that he delivered in Philadelphia today, but we want to get into the reality of what was what's in the budget. And what should the conversation be in terms of a budget moving forward? And to help us do that, as always, Brian Riedel joins us. Brian is, of course, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, focusing on budget, tax, and economic policy, and always helps us break down the numbers here. So, uh, Brian, as uh, you listened to the president, as you've had a chance to look at least a little bit at what uh, the president rolled out in the budget, uh, you had some very interesting tweets in terms of what was in there and uh, what it actually means.
2: You know, overall, I think this is a sticker shock. The president is proposing $5 trillion in new taxes over 10 years. Now, this is on top of tax revenues already shattering records in the past couple years. Last year, we had revenues hit the highest levels in American history outside of World War II. And there's $5 trillion more in taxes that would create some of the highest tax burdens around Uh, Corporate taxes would jump by 56% over current revenues. And about half of all of this new taxes would just go to new spending. Only half of it would go to deficit reduction. Half would go to new spending, which means that instead of it being a balanced solution and says, okay, we're going to raise taxes and cut spending in order to reduce the deficit, it's more like we're going to raise taxes and then put a lot of it into new spending and, and that you know, that minimizes the deficit reduction. so you just end up with more taxes, more spending and deficits still heading to two trillion dollars per year.
1: yeah and that's uh, I just want to pause there on that two trillion per year. So one of the things that has been touted uh, in the president's plan is that it reduces deficits uh, by three trillion over 10 years. But, but what does that really mean like if you're running at a deficit, in a year, you run at a deficit, uh, which means you're spending more than you, than you had. Uh, so, what is the what are they really saying when they when they project that out over ten years that it's going to? Are we spending less than we thought we were going to spend, or are we just a little less in the hole than we thought we were going to be?
2: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, it, what the president is saying is instead of the budget deficit per year running from one trillion to two and a half trillion, we're going to run it from one trillion to two point one trillion. So we're only going to double the deficit instead of raising it by two and a half times. Now, you and I know the the better question is why are we still running growing deficits anyway? The fact that that the red ink will grow a little bit less than otherwise isn't really the progress we're looking (laughs) for. It's still unsustainable. It's still a doubling of deficits, and it's still $17 trillion in new borrowing over the decade.
1: Yeah, and that's uh that's where I think we all have to kind of just hit the pause button and just play that out in your own personal life. You know, if you went home to your spouse and you said, you know, my dearest husband, my dearest uh wife, uh I know we've been spending $10,000 a month more than we've been bringing in, but the good news is next month we're only going to spend 8,000 more <laughs> than we're bringing in, and so we're we're making real progress. Uh it just in reality it just it just doesn't play out that way. Uh, and, and so as you as you look at some of the other components to it, th- does this mean this is all more political posturing? Uh, what are the policy pieces in there that we actually should be looking at or that could have either a chance of getting through the Congress uh, or should at least be a good conversation uh, between the, the different factions within the Congress?
2: I mean, th- this is a political document. There's really, there's no olive branch in here at the, uh, uh, in order to reach out to the Republicans. There's really nothing, there's nothing bipartisan in here. It is, it, it's, it's the highest corporate tax rate in, in the world. Um, it's, it's huge new taxes on investors. There, there's just not much to reach out to, to, to conservatives to even have a conversation. There's no spending restraint that's, that's meaningful. And here's another important point. As much as the president has talked about being the defender of Social Security, not a penny of the $5 trillion in taxes goes to shoring up Social Security. Not a penny. In fact, under the president's budget, Social Security goes insolvent in 2034. With, so not only is he spending all these new taxes on all these new spending, but the stuff that we need to be looking at, like Social Security, just gets ignored. Wow. Uh,
1: and that's why you have to to look at the numbers and look at how this plays out uh, over the course of, of the 10 years uh, a, as it rolls. Uh, it, it was also interesting to me that uh, that as the president, again, rolled out what is mostly a, a political document. I think this is one of those we talked earlier about uh, the fact that the president really doesn't want the Senate to vote on this uh, it would probably turn out very similar to uh, what happened with uh, President Obama. In, I think, 2011, 2012, where he got voted down by a democratically controlled Senate 99 to 1 or 97 Mm -hmm. to 0. Uh, The president doesn't want that. This is more uh, posturing than it is actual policy and and budgeting.
0: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.
2: and the fact that when the president gave a spe- gave the, the speech on it, the presentation, you know, he was going on about MAGA Republicans. He, instead of trying to find common ground, he's trying to draw distinctions, uh, which means this is a campaign mode meant to meant to crush the other side in a campaign rather than something meant for common ground and to start a discussion. If you if you if you want to actually start start to negotiate. You need to be conciliatory (laughs) and not taunting the other side. This is ultimately a campaign document, and the purpose is to generate the headline, I'm cutting the deficit. There's really nothing beyond that here.
1: Yeah, Uh, and so as as you look at what comes next, uh, so what do congressional Republicans do now? The president did say, hey, here's my plan. This is what I value, which is an interesting conversation to have separately. Uh, What do the Republicans do in response?
2: Well, the Republicans, uh, at least the House majority, is going to have to write a budget resolution next month. Uh, Now, keep in mind, Congress almost never actually passes a budget, and budgets can be very vague. They don't really even have to lay out specific proposals. They just kind of lay out total deficit targets. But that's going to be the next step is to see how Republicans will answer with their budget and how specific they want to make it. Republicans are going to be pressured – Uh, by their caucus to show a budget that balances in 10 years. But my guess is they're not going to show a lot of specifics in it. They're just going to show aggregate targets. Uh, Part of the argument Republicans are going to make is, look, the president isn't doing anything serious on deficit reduction. And if we lay out every specific down to the penny, they're just going to shoot at us because we don't have a good faith negotiating partner here. And you don't want to negotiate the stuff in the press.
1: Uh, And that's uh, that is sadly uh, where we've landed on so many of these things is that uh, you actually get penalized for doing the job uh, and for getting specific. And and that's what we we need more. These sweeping generalities and Republicans and Democrats are like are are guilty of this uh, on a host of different issues. You talk in sweeping generalities. uh, And I always had a rule as a business consultant. When you talk about things in sweeping generalities, you never succeed. But when you talk about things in the specifics, you very rarely fail. Uh, and what we're doing is we're doing sweeping generalities of sweeping generalities uh, that lead us to caricatures of Democrats and Republicans as, as being this or that. Uh, and it keeps us a very safe diff- diff- distance from having the conversation we actually need to have in terms of policy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I, I would love to see Republicans put out a, a specific menu of, of deep savings in order to get the balance. Mm. But it would be a lot easier if they felt that they had a good faith negotiating partner. Uh, when President Biden just puts out $17 trillion in borrowing in a budget and just does nothing on Social Security to let it go bankrupt, and you know that if Republicans try to make the hard choices, you're going to see the headlines of Republicans trying to kill grandma, I'd still like to see Republicans take the lead and put out a lot of specifics. But it would be a lot easier, again, if they had a good faith negotiating partner who is actually part of the deficit reduction process rather than just kind of looking for something to attack.
1: Yeah, Uh, great insight as always, uh, Brian. Thanks for helping us break it down once again in terms of what is reality and what is rhetoric. And uh, we have a long way to go when it comes to getting our fiscal house in order here in the United States. It's going to take both parties uh, to be good faith negotiators, as you said, to actually get it done. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us as always. Thank you so much. Uh, so there you have it. Again, a political document, not a budgetary, not a policy document, uh, because some of it is just completely unserious. Uh, when the president talks about we're, rather than spending $2.5 trillion more than we bring in in a given year, we're only going to spend $2.1 trillion more than we actually have. $2.1 trillion over budget uh, every single year. Uh, that's not making progress. Or When he talks about raising taxes to shore up Social Security, $17 trillion over the course of that 10 years in new tax money, not a penny of it going to Social Security, that's not good faith negotiating. That's politics. And Republicans have been similarly focused for a long time as well. Today was the president's day to lay it out and to be a good faith negotiator. I think he failed at that task. It will be interesting to see if the Republicans put forth anything specific uh, because they know they'll just get shot down or get shot at if they get specific about getting the fiscal house in order. Both sides have got to do better. But the president had a great opportunity today. I think he missed it, sadly. Uh, we'll see what the Republicans do, and we'll judge them equally, as harsh or as good, depending on what they actually do, not just what they say. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on
0: KSL News Radio.